Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. Gain the insight and knowledge that thousands of business owners and their advisors have used to plan for the future. The BEI membership equips you with the proven process that enables owners to exit their business on their terms. Receive access to case studies, podcasts like the one you're listening to now, a resource toolkit, and so much more. Cement your position as the trusted advisor to your most successful clients. Get started today by visiting exitplanning.com forward slash membership. That's exitplanning.com forward slash membership. With me today is Gene Blanton, who surprisingly is not a BEI member, but he really supports our members. And I'd like Gene to kind of explain what do you do? And then we'll get into how that uh, fits so perfectly into the whole exit planning process, not just for advisors, but also for the owners who are listening in. Excellent. Well, John, it's great to be here. Your conference every year is just a, a wonderful event. You've got just uh, great quality people that I've met here. Uh, John, the bottom line is I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, and there's a lot of definitions of that, but I, I like to say that's a French word meaning incapable of gainful employment. <laughs> and so I've had uh, several companies over the year, kind of the background there. Um, one of the companies that I ran years ago, we had actually matched up uh, 4,000 businesses uh, with 4,000 SBA lenders. Wow. And so out of that exchange, we, we started a growth advisory firm. And uh, so I'm partners, my partner's Wade Myers, and we started five years ago uh, a growth advisory firm where um, we've been catching a lot of us old graybeard baby boomers mm-hmm. about to go to pasture. And um, any client that we've engaged with over the last five years, if we engaged with them for over 12 months, we've more than doubled their value. And so my role here today, what I'm doing, I'm the co-founder of Capital Works. We're a, what we call a capital transaction management platform. So it, it, we've, it, the whole capital transaction world is kind of puts the fun in dysfunction. You've got uh, one side, you've got over a million uh, companies with over a million in revenues uh, from the small to the middle market that are in search of capital. And then, for example, right now in the private equity world, between private equity, uh, family offices, and corporate acquisition groups, there's over $3 trillion looking for homes to land. And so that process in between the due diligence process and the difference in the language between the two entities, the companies and the capital providers, that's what our, our process bridges in that it's a due diligence and analysis and prescriptive synthesis platform that matches up capital providers with companies that are seeking capital. So from, from the exit planning perspective, uh, we, let's say we have a, a business owner, she has a business, it's growing, uh, she has maybe a, an exit date five or six or seven years in the future, but her growth is being stunted. The business's growth is being stunted because it doesn't have the capital. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something a lot of advisors, frankly, don't really think about. Mm-hmm. You know, Unless we are in that world that you're in, we're not thinking about that type of need for capital. How do you go in, how does your company go into a business like that and one 
and maybe you help them grow value. Mm-hmm. Maybe one, one of your businesses does, does. But how do you help them determine how much capital they need mm-hmm. and how do you provide that capital? That, that's an excellent question. We've got kind of a four-step process that we, we do uh, there as advisors. We, we come in and first do rigorous analysis. We, we are looking to see all the moving parts. John, we, we go in with that client, and the first time that we're sitting down with them with an advisory role, we, we've done a complete, complete industry analysis to see where the industry is overall, okay. what they're doing. Then we'll run a, a valuation analysis to see where, where their value is. And then the fun part is that we run what we call a valuation gap analysis uh, yeah. to where the, the, the difference between, between what the company's worth and what the, the owner thinks it's worth. And uh, then we run a complete performance analysis where we're looking at all the issues there, mm-hmm. uh, cash flow issues. We're looking at debt capacity. Uh, we're looking at... at um, the return on the capital that they have within the business. Mm-hmm. And so we once we've run a really rigorous analysis, then what we've done that we've systemized now for advisors is analysis is one thing, breaking up the whole mm-hmm. into parts, but then to be able to take that and come back with the synthesis of putting together those pieces for a, a very prescriptive approach. And from that, we put together a, what we call a bold strategy mm-hmm. in what we're doing. And then we have specific metrics that we measure the execution. And it's all based and it's all measured around are you actually growing value in, in the mm-hmm. business. Can you give me an example of a client or customer scenario where you've gone in and done that? Yeah, I'll give you an example, one I'm going to uh, talk about tomorrow. Uh, we had a, a typical client uh, there, um, did about $30 million in revenues. Uh, owner about about my age, uh, early, early 60s. 43? Oh, yeah, right. Right, a few years ago. Yeah. But uh, he had had a health issue, kind of woke up in the hospital, how'd I get here type yeah. thing. And typical business owner, and I, I am an entrepreneur, yeah. so I've operated like that too. If we, We're fond of saying, John, that a lot of the business owners we deal with when we first deal with them if the owner assumed room temperature uh, nobody know where the key to the head was yeah. and he was kind of that way yeah. micromanager etc and uh, so we we came in and he he was trying to decide whether to sell whether to get capital grow he just wanted to know what his options were and so when we came in we analyzed the company and what we found in there he had three different divisions and each of those did about 10 million in revenues. And so when we talked to him about growing the company and, uh, and all, he said, well, let's, let's grow all three divisions. We said, well, time out, let's take a look under the mm-hmm. hood. We examined the three divisions, John, and uh, out of about two, two and a half million EBITDA of its entire company, he had one division that was producing 2.2 million of that. One division uh, producing about, uh, uh, three hundred thousand of that. The other was losing wow. uh, every every component, <clears throat> and even the one that was kicking off about three hundred thousand. In about sixty percent of their clients, they were losing money. So we and and guess which division Daddy founded. Yeah. He was the son. Yeah. So there was the emotional attachment to the first division that was commoditized that they were actually losing money on every transaction because he wasn't taking in, the, although his margins were the same, he wasn't taking in the total cost of, of execution. So we totally revamped that company with an emphasis on the first um, 
division of the company, rebranded their marketing, identified the players, and then grew that company. And with uh, within six months, we'd added $10 million in, in revenues with a 50% increase in their, um, in their actual net profit. And so that's, that's what the analysis piece mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. will do. We determined in there, and with his particular one, because these were long-term clients, had he stayed where he was at to grow to the next level, he would have had to take on debt to capitalize the growth. Mm-hmm. Because we revamped it and because of the, the uh, uh, contract structure in the first division, he was able to grow without any additional capital. So we're agnostic. We want to do what's best for the client. Right, yeah. We're not just trying to broker them a, a loan or a, a private equity investment. That is, that's fascinating. So, so really, what an what an owner can do is maybe they come to you thinking they need debt financing mm-hmm. of some kind, but maybe maybe they don't, and that's the growth that growth analysis that really you're gonna, you're engaging in. We always look at the business model. Yeah. Um, we tell the story one time. My partner was speaking at a, a play, at a printing company, or, or at a convention there of, of printing companies, and one of the the guys spoke up and said. Uh, uh, you know, he was upside down on cash flow and all that kind of stuff. And, and my partner, Wade, said, well, when they come in and place the order, he said, your competitor's doing that. Why, why don't you just charge them up front? Oh, my clients, they'd never pay up front. He said, just try it. And so the guy started trying it, and it just something as simple as that totally changed their wow. their cash flow model. Yeah. And so debt, uh, bringing in outside capital, should always be, um, the not the first thing you look for. Outside capital will not fix a bad business model, right. and that's what advisors right. need to understand and zero in on first. So, what do you, what would you recommend to the exit planning advisor world uh, on how to identify a client that might need your services, both financing and then both the growth model? Well, a couple things there. Uh, I believe, and I'm going to share this tomorrow, it comes down to what your definition of entrepreneurship is. Uh, Dr. Howard H. Stevenson, who was the point man for entrepreneurship at Harvard, he mm-hmm. says that uh, entrepreneurship is not an effect or a particular type of individual. It's a behavior. And so as advisors, John, we're right. ultimately in the behavior modification business. That, that's what we're in. And so when are the times that people are really in pain, those are the times that we can help change their behavior. Where our, our message to exit advisors is that unlike that exit where they can kick that down the road, I don't mm-hmm. want to think about that, when they're looking, if you can engage with them earlier in the process when they're raising their hand for growth capital, their behavior becomes very compliant. You don't have uh, yeah. problems gathering up financial. You don't have problems gathering up the documentation, et cetera, there. And so our, our – uh, and a company hits that along different stages. That, that point we call too big to be small and too small to be big. Mm-hmm. And so those would be the times, and they usually experience, and usually – uh, they kind of outstrip systems. Uh, bless her heart, they've got Aunt Maud who knew how to do QuickBooks, and now she's the CFO of the company, you know, yeah. way underpowered. And so they're starting to experience some pain. And that's a lot of times, John, when the owner is starting to become overwhelmed. That's when they're thinking about exiting. Right. You know, I just want out from under yeah. it. 
But if you can, as an advisor, looking out for the best interests of the client, if you can show them another way, we've seen clients get re-energized, re-engaged, take it to a whole other level, and then came back and helped them exit further down the road at a much higher price. So let me, that's, that's, that's great. Let me switch gears and talk about something maybe you don't do, but it, I think you can give us insight. So in, in a lot of the exit planning we do for inside transfers, mm-hmm. transferring the business to the kids or the management team, we design a slow transfer of ownership to the incoming owners mm-hmm. based upon them improving the business right. in, in some metric that we can measure. But at the end of the day, we usually have a scenario where that insider has purchased and owns 30 to 40% of the company mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Then part of our model says, okay, now go out and get financing and take the original owner yes. out for the remaining 60% plus of the ownership interest. Um, one, is that a model that is appealing to financial sources, banks, and in your company? Uh, secondly, when should probably the exit planning advisor, but maybe the owner, contact someone like you to see if that uh, financing capability exists in that particular situation. Well, one of the one of to answer your question, one of the things that we do, we're really targeting CPAs because they already have the financials; they know it. One of the things that we run there, John, one of the analysis that we run is a debt capacity analysis. And so, uh, just like we saw in one of your M and A. Uh, sessions this morning. Many times entrepreneurs leave too much capital in the business. Maybe they're undercapitalized, etc. But we know what the debt capacity is based on the banks, all these 13,000 capital providers that we have, mm-hmm. based on their criteria and their input. So in answer to your question, the earlier the better to find out what's there. And banks do like that. It, it's more and more entrepreneurs uh, are deciding. That's, that's what you described as what we call our legacy value. In essence, it's not do I die at my desk or sell totally out. Mm -hmm. If I've got a good team and can share the wealth and grow on up to the next level. But yes, the metrics are there. And then one of the things that we do that that the banks love and want to see on that is an overall governance process once that's done. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. Yeah, and tell me... Talk to me about what that governance process is. Well, the governance process, in in this example that I'm telling you here, um, uh, 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 the in-law father owned the company, son-in-law came came and worked for him, and uh, uh, the young guy that worked for him just grew the value of the company, had no equity in it, no no anything. And uh, dad was a wild man and uh, would come Mm -hmm. in and say, write me a check for $100,000 to to the young guy that was running the company. And uh, he said... You know, Dad, we we don't don't have, I don't care. Write write the check, and so anyway, it was one of those uh, deals where where we went in and helped them structure where the young guy had a minority stake in the company, but the governance was this: we we put it in the operating agreement that how distributions were going to be mm-hmm. done and certain levels, like you talked about before, performance hit mm-hmm. before everybody profits off of them, and and when Dad, when you take a distribution. You know, son-in-law gets his portion of the distribution mm-hmm. and all that. And then what we did, put an operating agreement that we did a third party, in this case a CPA, who signed off to be the cap- what we call a capital steward. Mm-hmm. And they had the governance process in place to make that minority uh, stake work. And the banks loved that. 
and and uh, were able to lever on that because they now had a very structured way. And that's one of the things that we're really looking to do is free up private capital uh, with the governance component and because the what we use there, John, they're all standardized financials, mm-hmm. kind of like Edgar does for the, the big boy uh, Wall Street market. Mm-hmm. Our, our platform does the same thing. Everybody's financials look exactly the same, and so you can measure the metrics a lot, lot better. So mm-hmm. that's how we put that in place. That's a bigger and bigger option that's out there, mm-hmm. growing more and more. So I applaud you guys for training your guys in, the, in, um, in BEI here on doing – that because I think you'll see more and more of that uh, option coming up in the years. Yeah, to come. and I can really see how how our planning leading to an exit reaches a point where working with you makes a lot of sense. I mean, it doesn't in the very early years when mm-hmm. we're not even talking about getting financing. Sure. Really, we have to build the structure first or start to build it, and then you're able to come in and in our world complete the process. Well, very much, and the the thing is, too, along that way, and if if advisors are known for being able to, hey, point somebody here and say, here's a a source of capital that's going to fund this, and and, uh, it it is a difference. We've been there as as, uh, investment bankers as because it's one thing to address a group of folks and say, how many of you guys want exit planning? How many of you guys want want to sell your company versus how many of you need capital? And so you the and the whole relationship and the thing I love about what uh, BEI does, uh, John, the way that you stress building that relationship with that client mm-hmm. and the other advisors, and if you catch them early enough in the game and you were you were responsible or pointed them to, and they were able to get five million in financing because of their relationship with you, that builds a lot of trust yeah. and goes a long way. That's great. Yeah. What's well, wonderful? Um, anything else you wanted to add? Well, I just appreciate the opportunity to be here. I've well, met some outstanding uh, people. Uh, just the, the folks here are, are ultimate professionals, and I love just the, the caring and the sharing. Nobody's uh, running around doing what I call the Chihuahua syndrome, hiking their leg, marking their spot. Yeah. Everybody, John, is interacting and uh, sharing with everybody. And I just, uh, from 2003, when I first came through your boot camp years ago, uh, to now, I just pl- applaud you as an entrepreneur. Well, thank you. And a, thank as you. a passionate uh, evangelist and, and a real pioneer in this area, I just applaud you for what you've got done over the last uh, 16 years. As a fellow entrepreneur, I have a lot of respect well, for that. Thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, that's why we plan. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit ExitPlanning.com.